0: to educate small business owners on finances, taxes, deductions, accounting programs, and more. Ready for your business to be good? Here's Chantel. Thank you guys for joining me again. Today is February the 3rd. Happy Black History Month. I'm so, 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 so super excited. This month we are going to be highlighting some amazing entrepreneurs, who have probably paved the way for the next generation to allow this generation to start paving the way as well. I'm so excited. If you don't know who I am, I am Powell Williams. I am the owner of the firm ALC Accounting. We are a boutique firm with 10 locations specializing in tax planning, accounting, bookkeeping, payroll, and business owner accountability. Our goal is to change the mindset of the entrepreneur, taking your business from the red to black. Thank you for joining me, your Sassy Accountant. So today, your guest. I'm, like, so proud of this woman. I can't even explain it to you guys how proud I am of her. Because of her, it's why I've done so many amazing things in my life, because I was around so much um, entrepreneurship when the word wasn't even being used in households. Today, my guest is Valentina Williams. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. Would you tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: I, my name is Valentina Williams, and I'm the owner of B&R Enterprises Jacksonville Incorporated. And um, we're just approximately 20 years old as uh, general contractors in the state of Florida and around the country, actually.
0: Wow. So if your company is 20 years old in the state of Florida and you are an African-American woman, that means you might have been, what, one of the first African-American women general contractors in the state of Florida. Is that correct? Absolutely. I was in the
1: first three.
0: How does that feel?
1: Well, because I had a different persona and image of what a female General contractor should be. Um, I was the first uh, to kind of look like a a feminine, you know, black woman, strong, um, and not afraid to do my job in a pair of stilettos and a hard hat. So basically, that's how it was when I started and had never been seen before. Um, of course, times have changed. It, it was it enabled a lot of women to really look at me and say, hey, I can do that. I don't have to look like a man. I don't have to dress like a man. I can actually do this from another perspective. So um, after I became a licensed GC, I want to say about 20 women applied for their black African-Americans within the next two years after that simply because they saw a different image. So
0: you changed the the femininity of what contractors look like. You brought softness and um, beauty, so to speak, into the contractor's world. It wasn't just a man, huh?
1: Yeah, but back then everybody kind of thought they had to look like a man or walk like a man or act like a man, and and that I wasn't a man. So um, I got in where I fit in. I made sure I knew my skills and knew them well. Um, from all divisions, from 1 to 17, 18, I made sure I knew what I was doing. So even though I didn't physically do the work, I could walk through that building and build that building in my brain and know if you're building it correctly or not.
0: Wow, that's that's huge. That's really, really huge. Okay, so tell me this, right? Um, as you said yourself about, what, 20 women
1: applied
0: Probably. for the for the general contractor's license after you, How does that feel to know that you inspired such a large number of women in that time to decide to do what you're doing? Well, I was excited,
1: but people have to remember being the first kind of means you get, um, you rece- you don't receive as much of the financial benefit because you're, you're opening doors, you're paving ways. Um, what happens is after you kind of get those doors flushed down and they went through a Valentina Williams,
0: now <laughs> there may be opportunity <laughs> for other people. I definitely understand what you're saying, and I get that a 1,000%. I a question for you, right? As, as an entrepreneur, tell me, like, how does that feel? What are some good qualities of a good entrepreneur? Well,
1: I will be honest with you. When you have... Peace with yourself, and you're happy, and find your set your soft spot, your safe spot. Your your this is me, and for me with construction, it's all divisions. There's no such thing if you're gonna you know be in this business say I can't do, or don't have the resources with your good subcontractors to do. Um, For the most part, for me though, it's been very fulfilling. It's been very fulfilling, and at the same time, I've, it's been a learning process because times changed, you know, and so much has changed. I, I was just talking to an entity, and they were like, "Do you know you were one of the first people registered with us?" Because my number was so, my ID number was so old. Um, so there's so much, there's so much that I brought, but it, I, I'm still at the same time very humble and grateful that I've been able to make it this far, because it hasn't been easy all the time.
0: Well, and, and that's good. That's good that you said that. Why Why does most people, like they don't, they don't express or they don't share the, the hard part of being an entrepreneur? Why do you think they do that?
1: Because, um, you know, for me, for, for us that, that really do it, that you're a strong individual. And there's a strength that lies inside of you that if this is really meant for you, you're going to go through the the pains, you know, because you believe in what you're doing and you believe in yourself. And at the end of the day, after seeing COVID and different things happen in, in the world, I was so grateful I had been an entrepreneur for a long time because many people had to decide, what am I going to do if this, you know, now that I don't have this job or this check is running out? Imagine living your whole life not worrying about when somebody's going to pay you but when you're going to create your own destiny every day.
0: Wow. Not living check to check, but and living I, for your destiny.
1: You, you you understand what I'm saying? You're, you're dependent upon something that was just showed to us that could be changed in an instant without any control by society. We had no control. But now what happens to your cash flow? You know, a lot of people did the EIDL, if you don't mind me going there. Mm-hmm. I, was just, I was just one of those people. I didn't receive it. I'm sure I qualified if anybody did, but I didn't want the debt, even though they, you know, put it off, you know, there, there's a, a price that we're paying for that now, and they're calling it inflation. You know, gosh gotcha. yeah, so so i don't I don't have to worry about anyone coming back saying, "Oh, you never paid this. now it's time to pay up. What if your business <laughs> is in the place it needs to be in in that time you're taking these people money, and now you have to pay something you don't have
0: well, I think you probably understand that because along the way have you have you applied for any business loans, and what was that process like? Was it easy, was it difficult, especially being one of the first? I will tell you, I remember the first time I had, like,
1: maybe a, a you know, close to a seven-figure project out of the, at a military base, and I had put in that this particular bank over the process of that year, I had put over a million dollars in and out of that account. And I only needed $10,000. I only needed $10,000 to get that particular project started. And the bank wouldn't give it to me. Now, I hate to say it's what you look like or, or whatever. I hate to say that it's prejudice because sometimes somewhere you can get a break if you get with the right people, maybe a BDI, whatever, or just different places. But at that particular time, um, they just weren't doing it, so, so it didn't you matter,
0: actually.
1: It didn't Come matter ahead. how. Much business made like I knew my business was doing a whole lot better than a lot of other people that didn't look like me but they were getting the loans and I wasn't so but you know what might have been meant to hold a person down let me show you how this can be a strength because I still kept that job I got that job but if it, it forces you to look within yourself and find your strength and find out how can I make this happen even if no one will help me and you're going to have those moments, but you'll get through it if it's for you.
0: Wow. So being the first is not always the easiest because there's things that you have to now retrain and adapt people to that you have to adapt the people on the on the um, job that every contractor is not a man. And, you, and they could be a black woman. You have to adapt to the bank and the lending institute to see your paperwork as just as worthy as someone else's because they're not used to seeing it, and that's why we tell our clients, listen, it might be expensive to have a tax planning uh, session with us, but it's actually inexpensive if we help you save thousands of dollars. Uh, Millions. Millions.
1: Millions. Millions. Okay.
0: Okay, and, And it depends on who you're connected to. Shop around. You don't have to use our company. You can use any company as long as you get them properly. But figure out what makes sense for you and how that works for your business, you know, because every business is structured very differently. And and because they're set up differently and they have some, some contractors might be in a partnership, some of them might be in and It all works and rolls itself down. You just don't know. So, depending on how your business is set up and established, having it set up properly will also it can help the situation if you try to get funding somewhere. Um, next question: How has your how have your priorities changed from when you first started your business? Like, well, well
1: I thought I was going to be this. I was going to be this great big millionaire, and I I've had multi million dollar contracts. Don't get me wrong. But I realized the higher you go up the ladder. And, and in my particular case, I was a black woman winning huge contracts with the government. And I mean, huge. And I was getting my bonding as long as I didn't try to go through certain entities because some entities will try to block you from getting the job by not giving you something as simple as a bid bond, which you qualify for. But um, they have many tricks out there. But at the end of the day, um, a lot of the major contact tracks that I've been awarded and actually have award letters from the government, but once they saw I was an African-American woman, there would always be kind of a clan, and you got to be ready for this. And that's why it's so important to have a team. Um, And if you have a team of people that are really – uh, working with you, whether it be your CPA, your attorney, I've put good out here for other people to follow that um, I've been blessed. Uh, I, I wouldn't have traded what I do. You know, looking back, you know, I was like, maybe I could have been a great attorney. I know I could have been a great physician. And I think I am where I'm supposed to be. As a gold key delegate for Enterprise Florida, who prior to the uh, the uh, virus or COVID, I was able to travel the world for my state and for the country to do international training as well as uh, nationally. So, I mean, there is so much has come with this of being able to just meet. And uh, be a part of events with presidents and different things. So I've been acknowledged probably a lot from the SBA level. Um, I was also given the award, I think, in 2014 of Small Business of the Year for NASA Space Center, being the first African-American woman or person to ever successfully complete a multimillion-dollar job at NASA. And then the other part of my success, I would say I did five projects with um, SpaceX where I think they were my subcontractors on two jobs and I was their subcontractor on three jobs. So I was able to create something there that had never happened before.
0: That is amazing. Like that, I'm taking my hat off again and one more time for you. Oh, wow. That's just so awesome, guys. 20 years of being an entrepreneur, being the first of many, being a maker and a leader to others is huge. Tell me something unique about your business. Well,
1: I want to go back to NASA for just one second when um back in twenty twelve thirteen everything was going up in in the sky over there we were we were sending stuff out, and they were exploding like it you know it just wasn't making it and I was able to do a project um on the v a b building, which is where you know the space shuttles and everything you know everything originates from that and being able to go in that old building. Um, from the very, you know, from when they first initially built it and now I'm remodeling all of these things, um, I thought about my name, Valentina, and my great-grandmother giving me that name because the first woman to go into outer space, her name was Valentina. I consider that success. Full circle.
0: That is huge. That is so huge. So tell me something unique about your business I think I already know I think that math face I think contracts, I think that is huge I mean the first not just woman but African-american to ever complete that pro a project there is phenomenal yeah. on a multi-million dollar level that's huge I think the first thing they told me when they got I got there
1: and this is how blunt it was literally this blunt no African-American has ever completed a project out here. And so because of that, I finished that job 15 months early. Because they wow. gave me three to finish it. But I ended up doing it in, in 15 months early because you should have never told me. <laughs> I was the wrong person to say you can't do it because there's no such word as can't.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Seeing
1: as the word can't. Maybe you won't, but you can't. not it's not an option.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, just That's gotta believe in yourself. That's all. Believe in yourself. Yeah, That's and all.
0: It, You know, believe in yourself. Wow. Yeah, what advice would you give to someone who's trying to become an entrepreneur? Stay focused. Um. Remember
1: that. Um, have all your ducks in a row. I think we discussed this earlier. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't say enough how important having a good CPA is. Because if you don't, and you're in business for 10, 15, 20 years, at some point between there, the IRS is going to audit you just because you've been out here a long time. Not because anything may have not been wrong. Maybe in their looking and finding. They may find something that they overlooked 10 years ago. And now you're stuck there, no. And, and so it is very important, like I said, to have a CPA, an attorney, and even if you have a small team, have a good team. You don't have I to have, have You don't? You don't have to have a large team all the time. You need a good team. I'd rather have two people that I could really depend on that I can trust to get the business done than to have 20 people sitting outside on break and not lunch for an hour or not being able to perform the job to the, to the best of its ability to get so that we can continue to make revenue. So, no, it's not about how many. It's the quality, not the quantity for me at all times.
0: Wow. I think if you guys heard anything, that was a huge gem right there. She said you don't have to have a large team, right? And a small team is okay to have because you'd rather have people that's being productive and that sees the bigger picture and willing to work with you and your goal and your business mission and the business vision to get to the end versus, you know, trying to have a large team of people not doing anything, wasting time and money, effort and energy. I think all of, all entrepreneurs, all of us have been there and done that. We want to save our family and our friends and our church members, and and we can't because it's business, not personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. so let's see. Oh my goodness! Knowing what you know now, is there anything? you would do differently from when you first started out? Um, truthfully,
1: when I started this business, I, I studied my children, and I felt like I knew what would be best for each child as far as career in order to guide them, not to dictate their lives. But you, you see your children's strengths as they grow up. So I really thought that my business was going to be for my son. And that he would be my rock. And then I later found out I had to, you know, because of life, I had to be that rock because I no longer had him. And so my vision changed. But here is what my vision was on my logo and then still my vision today, making tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Because where there is no vision, the people perish. And so it's so important to have a vision. Even, the, even, if, even if it looks unsurmountable but this is your vision, this is your dream, you just, you know, you work at it, and you work at it until you perfect it. No one says that coming into business you're going to be perfect walking in the door because there's a lot we have to learn from others, and there's a lot we have to learn from just personal, you know, life as we, you know, take our journey. But never give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself.
0: Wow. Okay, so being that you are, that was huge. And let me go back. Wow, (laughs) that was huge. I don't want uh, the people to have someone as knowledgeable as you are on this line without giving them a tip for their future. There's a lot of homes being built right now, Um, a lot of repairs being had, rates are really low, so people are refinancing and purchasing homes right now. And for those people who are possibly um, bidding on a property, deciding to build a property or even do renovations to a property, what would be, like, a few questions that you would definitely want to ask that contractor before you hire them? Are they licensed? They just rounded
1: up 68 non-licensed contractors, and consumers are much more prepared to use a non-licensed person for whatever reason that I don't know. Maybe because some people just easily led in the wrong direction, but uh, and and uh, they don't seem to pick licensed contractors. I actually know people that make a living just going behind non-licensed contractors because uh, because of that. But here's the problem. By the time they get to the licensed contractor, normally they've given the unlicensed person who can't get the permit, who can't do get the inspections, who did not follow the building uh, codes for 2027th edition. Now, um, you know, it puts you, you know, the homeowner or the owner at a financial strain, and you begin to lose money as opposed to just, hiring a licensed contractor from the beginning.
0: Wow. Uh, so tip number one, hire a licensed contractor. Absolutely. Would you, would you give them anything else?
1: Um, have a budget. Okay.
0: Stick have to a budget.
1: It. Have a budget, stick to it. Um, I, a lot of people like to say the deal is the deal. So Make sure you're not giving too much for too little, because sometimes people will take advantage of that. And that's enough
0: tips.
1: <laughs> 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 that's gonna save somebody
0: that's a lot of money. She said, "That's enough tips. That's enough tips." Okay, question for you. Uh, someone sent a message in um, on our face. i um, on our Instagram, and they said is a bid an estimate or a final price
1: a bid depending on the type of project it is a bid is when more than one person is going after that project so when you're bidding you're you're going at after like you have two or three other people right and then maybe they want to take the lowest bidder the lowest is not necessarily always the best as a consumer myself i don't always take the lowest person it just depends on what I know you may be capable of doing. Now, and and, and the home or, or the consumer who wants to save money, they're going to always go after that lowest bidder. So, I mean, there's been jobs i walked away from and I said, if you have someone that can do the job that cheap, either they stole <laughs> the dagger or they don't pay for material and they don't pay for labor because you know those numbers and the numbers are what they are if they're using quality materials. Mm.
0: Okay, one more question in our DM and that question is uh, do you have to pull a permit for every job you do? Well, you know that used to be
1: different and right now I do so many different areas and each area has their own rules and regulations. Um, So just Absolutely. Um, You have to pull a permit even for stucco. I mean, like, simple things that you think you can get away with. Now, if someone is just putting towel in your house and you're not remodeling anything, you're not moving any walls, you're not, you know, messing with the structure or load-bearing walls or anything like that, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody doing, uh, you know, towel in your house. Now, if you're doing something like cabinetry, you know, and you're thinking someone's getting ready to install nice wooded cabinets in your house, but instead they bring some cheap material and they reface the cabinets now, um, you're stuck with that. What, what happens is when you're doing this, this is an investment. Every time you get something done, the, the quality and the value of your property goes up. So guess what? If you don't pull a permit... The quality of the – well, the value of your property is not going up. You're losing money. Wow. You're losing money. Okay. So if someone gets $50,000 worth of work done, but they thought they got away because they didn't use a contractor, guess what? Online, that property might have went up $85,000, even though you only did $50,000 worth of work. Gotcha. You're losing the value in your property.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Guys, you guys have some great gems today, like some amazing gems. From our first Black History Month Spotlight. If you don't know, you know now. My mother. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love you. I love you so much. We have some greatness on the line. So I thank each and every one of you for joining me today. Um, I thank you for lighting a fire in me at such a young age and giving me the ability to want and desire and know that I could access more than walking in someone's job. And because of that, um, we have been on this journey at the same time on different paths but being in the entrepreneurial world, and I appreciate you for that. And the things that I've learned, no one could ever take from me. And the things that you know, no one could ever take from you. And together, we are quite two strong women, I tell you. okay? <laughs> before
1: fireball, 16. I'm like, wow, she's never going to work for anybody.
0: so i thank you guys for joining us today on business is good we appreciate each and every one of you for joining us i look forward to you guys joining us next next thursday at 2 p.m i have another phenomenal guest and if you want more information about our guests go to our social media page and follow them or check them out you never know who you might need to work with thank you again guys and goodbye Thank you for listening to Business is Good with Chantel Williams, entrepreneur of 20 years, speaker and rising authority on business finances through her accounting and development company, ALP the Firm. This podcast is for entrepreneurs. Freelancers, side hustlers, whether you're wanting to quit your day job or you've been a boss for a while. Tune in every Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern and Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern for everything you need to experience to have a good business on Business Is the Good. dot .Live. Live.